Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. My name is Matt, and I am so tired to be here right now, you guys. Before I even get into the show that I have somewhat prepared for you, I just got home from work, and I had the single most bizarre fucking day that I have ever had at a job in my entire life. I just want to give you guys a few of the highlights from today because if I don't tell somebody, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking die. So first customer of the day was this older woman coming in to buy a strap-on to rail her husband with. And God bless, I'm here to help, right? She spends 45 minutes looking for just the right cock to ram up her husband's butt. And she was asking me all these questions about different sizes and shapes and what would work best. And the conversation devolved into her literally just asking me which one of the hundreds of dicks that I have in the store would feel best going up my ass. And lady, I have nothing for you. Unless that dick is attached to somebody who played Captain America in a bunch of movies over the last decade, I don't want it anywhere near me. Then I had a dude who spent 25 minutes trying to pick out which boner pill he wanted. He could not decide between which boner pills we had. And buddy, they all do the same fucking thing. I understand taking a second, but 25 minutes is probably longer than he's actually going to spend using the goddamn thing. But the stars of the show today, and I say that very ironically, were one, a lady who came in drenched in sweat. And that is fine. We are in the middle of the desert. It is the middle of summer. It was fucking hot today. She comes in drenched in sweat. I see it pouring down her back. I see it rolling down her face. She goes to our lingerie section. We have some gorgeous lingerie. She starts looking through it and she picks one out and walks up to me. And I know what she's about to say. And I'm terrified. She walks up to me asks me if she could try the lingerie on, literally as sweat is pouring down her face. And I had to tell her, this poor woman, I cannot have you trying on lingerie with your whole body looking like meatloaf after he just finished a concert. And I felt really, really bad. Like she got kind of offended and I kind of understand, but I wish she would have understood me a little bit better. And then the gold medal, you guys was a woman who came in with the single biggest open cold sore on her mouth that I have ever seen in my entire life. I was about to ask it for its ID to make sure it was old enough to be in there. I have eaten sandwiches that were smaller than this fucking thing. And she kept like wiping her mouth and touching it. It was disgusting. Today has been the absolute worst and i don't know what to do because tomorrow i have another open to close shift and i'm wondering what fucking fresh hell is going to be waiting for me when i unlock that door let's get to this episode that i am super excited to dive into it is a weirdly special episode in that it isn't really special at all between barbenheimer the 50th episode huge and heartfelt thanks 
to my hysterically funny and wonderful sister, Georgia, for day drinking her way through the 50th episode with me. It was even more of a blast having her on the program the second time. I'm going to tell you guys, cards on the table. I love doing the show. I really do. I love the writing. I love the recording. But I would rather peel off my own toenails than edit these episodes. But it's part of the gig, and it needs to be done, so I do it. I also hate it. I am allowed to bitch a little bit. That is part of life. But editing the 50th episode with Georgia was a breeze because there was next to nothing that I took out of that episode. Most of the editing down that I did was just Georgia and I laughing at our own fucking jokes. But let me get back to the point here. We're not even like six minutes in and I'm already fucking way off the rails like several times between Barbenheimer and the 50th episode special and... I don't know, something else happened that I did an episode on, I I can't remember. It's been a fucking month, you guys, since I've been able to just sit down and shoot the shit with no real purpose. And I'm so glad that we're able to get back to that this week. I want to start with a couple of questions for you guys. First... Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk didn't happen to almost get into a cage fight while I was gone, did they? What the fuck is wrong with everything, man? How is this where we are right now? One movie about women being in the driver's seat of the social hierarchy gets released, and all of a sudden, men are losing their fucking minds. I think Ben Shapiro spontaneously combusted when he watched the Barbie movie. And now, weirdly insecure billionaire nerds damn near agreed to get all sweaty and paw at each other inside of a cage. Why? For what fucking purpose? To see which one of them is more butch? Trust me when I tell you, there would be no winners there. In an actual sexual situation between the two of them, neither one of them could top to save their fucking lives. They would just rub their assholes together until it started a fire. Maybe they wanted to do it to see which one of them is more off-putting? That would be the real battle from what little I read about the whole thing. And I assure you, I read very little. I guess the plan was that they were going to actually do a cage fight and then stream it. Think about the ridiculousness of that. 15 seconds into the first round, there'd be a fucking ad. If anyone listening is remotely interested in seeing that fight, just watch gay porn. The scenarios are just as ridiculous, but at least at the end, you actually get a money shot. All right, so let's get into some Gold Star answers from a little while back from what was maybe my favorite Gold Star question I've asked so far. What is something completely innocent, legal, and innocuous that a man could do that would bring the harshest judgment out of you? I'm so sad because I had very little participation from the men's out there. Sad, but not the least bit surprised. Fellas, if you're anything like me, and Jesus, I hope you're not, you may have been a little gun shy on the answers because you're worried about the other answers out there and whether or not they might pertain to you. 
I'm not afraid to admit that my initial thought when asking this question was being worried that women would mention shit that was so standard and mundane that every dude out here would get judged. Not afraid to admit that. Maybe a little afraid to admit that. Ladies, y'all can be some very particular motherfuckers now and again. And if you want a quick little example of that, Your Honor, let's take a random woman from my life. Let's say my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. Let me give a little behind-the-scenes tip, by the way, for her next husband, if he happens to be listening to this shit show for reference. First of all, congratulations, sort of. Secondberg, let me give you answers to a few questions about her that I am certain you have without any context. So this next little part here is for a potential future audience of one. First, her back hurts. You need to understand that. It never doesn't hurt. That's why she has RBF right now. That's why she's bending backwards over the kitchen counter like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. That's why she's crushing up ibuprofen and snorting it like Lindsay Lohan on a fucking Saturday. And you need to offer to rub her back when it hurts because she is the LeBron James of never asking you to rub her back and then getting mad at you for not offering. I swear to God she could go pro. Next, the answer to your question is Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't care what the question is. How many cousins does she have? Where was she born? What's her favorite song? The answer to all three of those questions is Reese's peanut butter cups. Write it down. Best of luck to the potential future Mr. What's-His-Name, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Okay, where was I? What was my point? Oh yeah, picky. Here's my example. This is why I was talking about Mrs. What's-Her-Name, and I, again, got off the fucking rails. She loves chicken strips from Jack in the Box, but here's the important part, you guys. You need to give her six to eight ranches, okay? And if she gets less than six ranches, or God forbid, they forget ranch entirely and she gets none, you might as well call in the fucking bomb squad. Don't even mention the idea of using the ranch in the fridge. Not if you want to get through this life. She will use it. She will use the ranch at home. But every bite she takes will come with a heavy sigh, an eye roll, or an audible complaint. So that was the thought that I had in the back of my mind grapes when I asked the gold star question, wondering how picky the answers might get. And let me be the first to admit that I was completely off base and it did not go in that direction at all. I was wrong. I don't think there was any answer that I got that I disagreed with. Let me give you guys a few of my favorites. As a reminder, the original answer I got for this question was when a grown man starts taking karate lessons, which is hysterical. To that, I am going to add when a grown man drinks glasses of milk with dinner, which is 100% something I've never thought about before, but also is admittingly a little bit odd. I think after I was nine, I stopped drinking milk with dinner. I got seeing a children's movie in a theater alone. That's just straight up fucking creepy. That's like going to Chuck E. Cheese without kids. Um, walking a cat on a leash 
as specific as that is, I'm not going to disagree with it. You know what I mean? You don't want to judge it, but you kind of have to judge it. Someone sent in man buns, and I knew that would get sent in to me. And look, when they first started showing up out of nowhere in the wild, I actively hated them. Now that they've been around a little bit more, I hate them a little less. Uh, I did have someone send in when a man asks women for hugs. And I will totally co-sign on that. I remember being young, late teens, early 20s. And I would see dudes going up to girls they obviously were into and saying, where's my hug? And that definitely came off creepy. And then the last one is not being able to be in the room when the baby is born. All I'll say about that is I've learned that not everything that happens in, on, or around a woman's vagina is there to arouse men. We just happen to get aroused by most things. And I can assure you that at least for me, the older that I get, the more annoyed it makes me that most things arouse me. I'm just trying to get through my day and all of a sudden my penis is like, oh shit, is that chick wearing an ACDC shirt? It shouldn't do anything for me, but it fucking does. And that, boys, leads me to my gold star question for this week, which is taking the question we just discussed and flipping it a little bit. What is something completely innocent and innocuous that someone can do that totally does it for you? And I don't necessarily mean like full on rev your engines and put ants in your pants or whatever, but like maybe it mentally revs your engines. For me, the other night, my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's Her Name, and I have to make up for it because I'm sure she got pissed off already about that Jack in the Box thing. My beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, recited the entire spoken word cold intro for Law & Order SVU with no breaks, no prompts. Did it 100% flawlessly. And my dick was at full attention, paying full attention. Not literally, but like metaphorically. So I want you guys to give me the goods on what everyday things someone can do, men, women, doesn't matter, that sort of get you cooking. You know what I mean? Email me at atomicskullpodcast at gmail.com. Slide into my DMs on Instagram, threads, TikTok, at Atomic Skull Podcast. I feel like these answers are going to be just as fun because we're all some crazy motherfuckers, and that is my favorite part about us. For best of the week, huge congratulations to Jack Antonoff for getting married. If you don't know who that is, Jack Antonoff is a producer who has worked with a whole clique of female singer-songwriters and has produced albums with them, bringing them a shit ton of success. His shining star is Taylor Swift. He has produced most of Taylor's stuff since, I want to say, her 1989 album. I am sure my sisters will reach out to me and yell at me if I'm wrong, so don't hold me to that. He's done lots of Taylor stuff is basically the point that I'm trying to make. But he's also produced music for Lord, Carly Rae Jespin, Sarah Bareilles, St. Vincent, Lana Del Rey, the list goes on. I call all those ladies the pumpkin spice bunch. It's the hot girl music. 
right? Any picture you've ever seen on the social medias where a young lady is posing on the ball of her foot with a bent knee and throwing up a peace sign, chances are she was listening to a song produced by Jack Antonoff before, during, or after the photo was taken. The reason that I'm bringing it up is, and don't get mad at me, but all these gorgeous female singer-songwriters who were all at the wedding, by the way, they were all there. They all have to collectively be breathing a sigh of relief that there was a woman brave enough to fall on the sword of marrying this dude. Obviously, he's extremely talented, and I'm sure he's a total sweetheart, but he's not the greatest looking fellow in the world. And trust me, guys, I'm not trying to throw stones here. I ain't no Harry Styles, but neither is Antonov. But I can only imagine the number of situations where women are living their lives with the presumably innocent assistance of some dude, and they think this fucking greasy haired dude with thick glasses isn't gonna expect me to fuck him for this, right? He's just producing my fucking album. I don't need to fuck him, right? And now that he's wifed up, I feel like that entire pumpkin spice bunch can breathe a sigh of relief and just go back to making music with him. Because, you guys, there has been a shitload of female artists who have fucked producers, ended up marrying their producers, and it didn't go well. Shania Twain comes to mind. Um, what was the name of that girl? Woke up like P. Diddy Kesha. That didn't go well either. I'm sure I had the same shit at my wedding where some of my female friends were straight up like, better Mrs. What's-Her-Name than me. I get it. I'm sure I sound like a complete fucking asshole. And I am, so that checks out. But to make up for it, this week's Song of the Week is going to be courtesy of Jack Antonoff. And it isn't going to be a song that he produced, but it's a song from the band that he was in before he became famous for producing all that hot girl music, which is fun the band fun who i actually do not like at all but they're one of the ones where i don't like the band but there's one song by them that i absolutely adore and the song of the week this week is one foot by fun which is a total banger and you can find it on the atomic skull podcast songs of the week playlist on spotify and as a quick side note, I've been thinking about it, and I want to Babe Ruth it and call my shot about something really quick. This is going to be a hot take summer volume two. I think that Taylor Swift is this generation's Michael Jackson. She's selling out stadiums. Her music is everywhere. She's a full-on superstar, and everyone's clamoring for a piece of her. I've talked about Taylor many times on the program and how I'm a fan of what she does and who she is. I do genuinely think she's great. She's unbelievably talented and climbing her way to the top without stepping on too many people, which to me is very, very important. But I'm worried about her being this generation's Michael Jackson because the higher they climb, the harder they fall. That's how our society works. We never really let anyone stay on top for very long before we try to bring them down. The backlash against Taylor is starting to peek its ugly little head out there. And I wonder if there's something down the line that gets cooked up or found out that's going to take her down. I'm not requesting it. I'm not hoping it happens. But I've seen what happens to shit that everyone loves. Eventually, we try to destroy it. So stay tuned. 
if I'm right about it, trust me, you're going to hear about it. And if I'm wrong, I'm fucking married. I'm wrong about most things these days, and I'll just add it to the fucking list. So we'll see how it goes. For worst of the week, another question. Is Brittany okay? I'm a little concerned. And this part that I'm about to get into isn't going to help my case for being a total asshole. But I'm also going to put this under the Hot Take Summer Volume 2 umbrella. Now, Brittany has been married three times so far. Her first marriage was when she was 22. And again, I am not throwing stones. I got married right around the same age and mine didn't last long either. But her first marriage lasted 55 hours. Her second marriage to Mr. Kevin Federline, whose entire purpose on this planet is to crash on friends' couches, have a big dick, and piss off parents with daughters worldwide, lasted just under three years total. And then this new husband that Brittany has, her personal trainer, by the way, which if there's one thing I've learned being a pop culture psycho, it's that marriages to personal trainers always make it 100% of the time, you guys. I can't believe this one didn't. But this marriage is gonna have lasted less than a year by the time it's over. That's three marriages that have a combined total of about four years. I wonder if there's a point where Brittany is going to have some sort of realization of like, maybe it's me. I always get so frustrated with people who rush into marriage after marriage, thinking that the next one's going to work just because the last one didn't. Meanwhile, I'm genuinely glad that Brittany's living her best life. She's posting thirst traps all over Instagram, and I'm here for it. I'm really glad that her whole ass life isn't being controlled by a conservatorship anymore. No one should be controlled like that against their wishes. And I'm pretty damn sure I've talked about it on the program before. But also, deep down in places I don't talk about at parties, do I think that she's a little bit of a danger to herself without having someone watching over her, making sure she behaves? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cancel me if you have to. At the end of the day, I just hope she's okay healthy and happy. That's the only part I give two flying shits about. And I'm not letting her latest husband off the hook either. His first social media post after it was announced they were separating was, and I quote, shit happens. No, that's not a shit happens moment. Getting a flat tire on the way to work, that's a shit happens moment. Owing on my taxes, the kids working at Taco Bell for getting my fourth bean burrito with no onions, that is a shit happens moment. The disillusion of a sacred union that you clearly didn't take remotely seriously for a second, you don't get to shit happens your way out of that. And, and the motherfucker has the audacity to sue Britney Spears for spousal support, trying to take money from her that she earned before she ever knew that dude fucking existed. What a piece of shit. I don't care what she may have done, and I don't care why it's over. She was the one who worked her ass off for that money, and I am pissed that he's going to get some of it. He shouldn't get a fucking dime. Whew, boy, I'm in a mood this week. What the fuck else is new, right? Um... And that's all I got for you this week, you crazy kids. I don't want to bring the mood down too much, 
but I do want to pass on all my love and gratitude for everyone who reached out to me after the episode about my brother James. He was indeed metal as fuck. And I want to thank everyone for echoing that sentiment. The kindness and support that I have gotten and am continuing to get means so, so much to me. And I am in all of your debt for that. What I can say now that I didn't say then in that episode is that he has the answers to every big question he and I would talk about when we were younger. And I hope he found the peace on the other side that he couldn't find here. I know that wherever James ended up, Miles Davis is blowing 24-7, Hendrix is on the harp, and Bill Hicks is always about to do his next set. And that's about as blissful as it gets, man. Next week, not sure what road we're going to be taking quite yet, but I have a feeling that music is going to be heavily involved. I have a lot of music-related shit that I need to squeeze in before the end of Hot Take Summer. And I want to be sure that I say a few things that will piss everyone off at least a little bit. Always enjoy doing that. Otherwise, what are you guys not paying me for? Am I right? Of course, I got to go over a little housekeeping before we go. Follow me on the socials at Atomic Skull Podcast if you haven't already. I get lots of messages from people listening with friends who love the show, which I think is awesome. Make sure that those friends are also following, subscribing, and rating me five stars. Those things are super important to the show, and they do also mean a lot to me. I appreciate everyone listening every time, all the time, always. Thank you all so, so, so much for hanging out with me and I hope to catch up with you guys again next week. I want to remind you guys to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Apologies to my mother-in-law. And how are you doing? 